Welcome in, welcome in, folks. This is the Baxter Street Boys. I'm your host, Cole Wilcox, joined as always by Jake Gordon and our boy Griff. Uh, this It feels like it's been forever since we've done one of these. We're used to two shows a week. Uh, back to one for a little bit until things start picking up. But, heck, when you do only do one show a week, you got a lot to unpack. So we got a lot to unpack on this one. Uh, we're introducing a new segment. We're fired up about it. It's going to be called the Scumbag Meter. Um, we're going to talk way more about that as we get to it, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we got we got Netflix being just some absolute hordes. We have uh, some basketball to talk about. UGA football's had a lot of news lately. We got a lot to do. So uh, without further ado, let's do it. Ten pounds, he's running all the people. Oh, you hurt the walkers. We just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot and broke their nose. We just crushed their face. 30, they will catch him. Go, Swift, into the end zone. Touchdown! The freshman just ran it back to Philadelphia. Throws near sideline, and it's intercepted. Intercepted, Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes, 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, near sideline. Breaks the tackle, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, 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 Georgia. I know I'm asking a lot, you guys, but hunker it down one more time. Well, boys, never gets old. I, uh, it doesn't get old. It really does. I gotta update it some, honestly. Oh, I gotta, I gotta release that TikTok right now, Jeff. <laughs> we need to get, we need to get the clip of Scott Howard uh, when the Ohio State kick, kick went up, and he's just like, oh, like, yeah, <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> that <was the> weird <laughs> <of all time. laughs> we need to add that in there. I think that would be good. <laughs> it, it was, and Noah Ruggles is. The I don't know what happened to him all time, so. That's I don't know what happened to Scott Howard. I, mean, I don't he, either. He man. literally just like lost himself. I um, have something that I don't think is appropriate for this show, but I think we all know what that sounds like. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've yeah. been at you've been at, a, you've been at an instructional camp. How's that going? Yeah, it's it's good. I'm I'm in downtown St. Petersburg right now. It's uh, it's a nice city actually. I've never really been here, uh, so I've been going to the trop last two weeks. Just going in, going, lifting, leaving. Coming home tomorrow, though, uh, I will be glad to be home. But it's been it's been good. Back back to baseball. I'm already getting sore again. Uh, there's a couple guys in the training room already with some stuff going on. So it's nice to know baseball season's around the corner again. Nice, yeah. nice to know. Speaking of baseball, here at the let's let's make this real dramatic. At the 20 minute mark of this show, we have a huge, huge announcement that everyone will want to listen to. Um, what's some other things we need to talk about? But yes, 20 minute mark, freaking strap your boots on. Um, TikTok, TikTok, we're, we're about to fully dive into TikTok, so I'm about to release one right now. And somebody we've else, kinda, we've kind of been bit. diving into it lately. We've, we've put out some, some pretty yeah. decent ones. TikTok is growing, uh, and, and we're gonna, you need to be following us on TikTok because that's that's where it's, I'm about to release one, uh, here in a minute. So y'all be the first to see it if you're live on the show. Thank you for everybody that's been here. Um, what y'all been up to? Jake, you've been balling? I've, I've been absolutely handing out buckets uh, at Ramsey and at Pound Hall. Yesterday, I was feeling it. I had this little hitch in my jumper, and I think it was just because I hadn't played in so long. So yesterday, yeah. I got there about an hour before all my buddies, and I go up, and I'm putting up shots. And uh, I, keep forgetting, I keep forgetting what my coach told me in high school. He said, you got to put your hand in the cookie jar when you're done. And I was wondering why everything that I was shooting was hitting front rim or just airballing to the very front. 
And so finally, first time dip the hand in the cookie jar. Right through. I was like, oh, okay. Hit two or three more. <laughs> then we go out and play a game. We start running. And, um, you know, I'm doing all the classic, like, white guy YMCA basketball moves. I'm, set, I'm <laughs> setting screens. I'm, I'm delivering some right. crisp passes. Uh, and then I, I, I absolutely <laughs> run this kid around in circles to the point where he gets lost, go right behind the guy with the ball. Fade away, like, J.R. Smith-style three. <laughs> After that. You're, you're feeling good, then. Once you oh, see yeah. one go down, it's over. Absolutely. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, I got to play some pickup basketball. Yeah, I've just been working. I've just been working, you know, doing, you know, whatever, betting on every single game on Monday and Tuesday night. Uh, We're on UAB tonight. Yeah, UAB minus one. Lock it in, you know, or minus one and a half, whatever it is to lock. Um, Yeah, been doing pretty well recently. Uh, That Texas Tech game, I absolutely sweated. Yeah, talk us through that, Griff. All right. And another reason, if you follow us on TikTok, you'd already know this story. But, Griff, let us know. Yeah, so Texas Tech, they were a one-and-a-half-point dog when the line came out versus number 13 Iowa State at home. Texas Tech, 0-8 in conference, hasn't won a Big 12 game yet. And they ended up being, by game time, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State, who is the number 13th-ranked team in the country. They haven't won a game in the Big 12 all year. Right. And I'm like, listen, I already have a system where I play unranked teams, favorite at home versus ranked teams, but this was a lock. So I put a big <laughs> amount of money on it to begin with. And then during the game, when they went down early, I started living. I live bet this game five times. I live bet this game five times. And they were down 23 at one point. That was the Psycho largest the, the largest lead that Iowa State had was 23. In the second half, they were leading by 23. Talk about dying on a hill. With about 14 minutes left, the Texas Tech Raiders made a comeback. They just started playing absolute lockdown defense, just (laughs) running up and down the court, just doing everything right. Took it to OT, won an OT, and I won like $300 on the game. It was absolutely nuts. Uh, Yeah. Freaking electric man. They covered the spread. They covered the two and a half. It's it, I, it's, it's, it's truly incredible. It, it's it's in, it's honestly amazing. I couldn't believe it. I'm a, I can't I'm wait gonna, for March. I cannot wait for March. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to give out some picks every now and then on the TikTok. So you got to be following. I'll throw them on the Instagram. Yeah, too, the first probably. one you gave out was a, was an instant classic. So yeah, I I was this close to giving out Utah State last night. I was this close to it because yeah, I really were, liked it. Were, no danger. For, for anybody that's uh, that's a big college basketball fan in here, um, I am uh, cool with Tate Frazier. We talked about him coming on before the season started. We couldn't make it work, but um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, a little closer to March, we'll get on. Maybe uh, <laughs> we may have to do a little NIT preview too. We'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> but we're gonna win the SEC. So no, nah, but uh, Tate's a cool guy. Uh, he does a show with Mark Titus, Titus and Tate. Uh, we're gonna try to have him on too to talk a little college basketball. All right, let's talk some housekeeping. Um, this is this is as three fresh out of college, or Jake's still in school, but you've graduated undergrad. Like this, this is dear to the hearts of all kids that are in college. Netflix. If you haven't heard about Netflix, as someone pointed out earlier on Twitter, they're not being communist; they're being the opposite of communist, which is true. They are 
cutting password sharing out, which they used to like embrace. Like their Twitter account would always talk about password sharing and bull crap. So now you have to log in at least once every what month? Thirty-one days. It has to be the home network. So like I have to go back to my parents' house. And my parents pay for extra, like you pay for extra like people that can be on at a time. They pay for that. And now they're just completely cutting that off too. Uh, like, mm. I I need to see the numbers because I heard someone in, in the locker room today. Someone's like, they're they're estimating they're going to make seven hundred million dollars by doing this. Who told them that? I, but I this was is, hammer the under. What's crazy is we're talking about the same company that took down Blockbuster, like Blockbuster just becoming like right. this huge giant to this catastrophic failure when they started having some competition, and now Netflix is like, oh well, we're too, we're too big to fail, like. What do you mean? That's how you got started. And so, yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think Netflix is on the way out. I'm already in a, I'm an HBO Max guy. They got all the best, uh, the best shows. I'm a big Righteous Gemstones guy. Great show. Good show. Um, I've been watching The Last of Us. It's pretty good too. Uh, HBO Max has like way better movies. Uh, but I do need to finish Seinfeld. I'm on season six of Seinfeld, so I'm gonna have to like speed run that. that yeah. yeah, that's an easy one to speed run. I really uh, just don't get it. Like I like. It, it honestly is just so lame. Like, how can- It's lame. It's lame. And you got to think, like, yeah, now college kids will have to go back home to log in because ain't nobody in college paying for the Netflix. I will not be paying for my Netflix. for like I, It's just a pride thing. And I know my wife's going to be on me about getting it, but, like, I, I'm just not doing it's, it. It's the principle. It's the principle. Yeah, I, I'm not I, doing I won't it. pay for it. Like, I'll be done. Like, screw that. Screw it. I'll, yeah. I'll go to some – I'll find some, some website that lets me watch Here's- it for free. I guarantee you Here's, I can find that. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Here's what they know. You can go, you can get anything you want online. It, it's more of a hassle. It's it's way easier to just click Netflix and find it. But you can absolutely look it up, find it on there, click through the bull crap ads that it takes <laughs> you through, and then you can watch the whole thing on any website you want. And every I'm every getting, person I'm getting ready to expose them for that. that through Baxter Street Boys Twitter. Just start posting pages you can find crap on. <laughs> Tag I, uh, Netflix, dude. Hey, Netflix. I can all watch my all homies your hate Netflix. No, actually, low key, we shouldn't do that just because, like, maybe they'll like start trying to get the websites down. So maybe we should like. That is true. Keep it, yeah, keep them off. The I, will say, right. I will say. I will say what what we have to do. Like, I mean, if if you're like me, you kind of grew up like early internet age. We're all about the same age, and we all everybody our age knows how to use LimeWire. Everybody our age knows how to do that stuff, like one, two, three movies and all that other stuff. I'm not advocating for this uh, from a legal standpoint, um, but it's uh, something that people do. But people know how to do it. Like, it's, people are going to find a way around it. They'll just stop paying for Netflix. People, you just, just pay for Netflix because you could have like eight people on there. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't even want to give them this give them this much of our time because I hate them. But they they're officially dead to me. I feel like they've been hanging on for dear life for a little bit now. They have. Like, the content's Stranger, awful. Stranger, they're running off Stranger Things and Outer Banks, right? Like, that's the only thing. Outer Banks quote. sucks, too. I, yeah, I, that, that show awesome. is literally terrible. It, it It's also the most frustrating show of all time. I've, I watched the second season of it, and I will not watch the third. I will not. <laughs> yeah, by, wow, by, put your foot down, Greg. No, I will, dude. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> the show, it, number one, it's terribly written. It has right terrible acting. It's it, it's a bad show. It's terrible, and I watched it just because it was like <laughs> the waves. But dude, 
freaking is terrible. See what DGD podcast said? Limar, <laughs> the STD for computers. Uh, that is that is a problem. <laughs> That's, a fair, <laughs> That's a fair point. It is. Yeah. But hey, sometimes you got to put on point. that condom and get in there, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Facts is cheaper. All right, oh, let's man. move into some dog talk. Um, good question to get it started is um, coming from Ridley Fly. Y'all think Deuce Robinson can go first round in baseball? Yes. The Georgia baseball team wants him. Um, here's the thing about the baseball draft is one of my areas of expertise. You've come to the right place. <laughs> you don't know. It's impossible to know right now. If the draft went today, maybe. Like I, But it's February 2nd. I don't know what day the draft is. But June until your name 6th. is called in MLB draft, you have absolutely no idea where you're going. The teams don't know where you're going. They can say they do. They don't because then they start – they get to the point. They want to save money, and they cut – I'm telling you, it's an absolute mess. Here's my thing. I was tell, I was talking to them about this earlier. Like, it's all what he wants to do. I've never talked to the guy. I've obviously – like, I've seen him just through film and stuff. I don't know what kind of baseball player he is. I've seen what kind of football player he is, and he's special. Um, the way tight ends are getting paid these days, like, I, I'd, I'd sit down and have a long thought about – what I'd want to do. Um, baseball, especially for a high school guy, like it's going to be a while before he's in the show. It don't matter who you are. Like coming out of high school, it's a slow progression. I do know that. So it, it ultimately, it's probably just going to come down to what sport he'd rather play. Like he's going to make money doing either of them, probably. So I don't know. I don't. If the, if can the question the first is, round? can he? Yeah. Yeah. Can? It sounds like yeah. he ha- absolutely has the talent to do it. But the most talented guys do not go in the first round of the MLB draft always. It's not like yeah. the football draft where the best player gets taken then the second best player gets taken. Baseball draft is wild. It's nuts. I mean, you might end up like me, and you're getting freaking 19 to 26 round or pick grades, and then you go in the third round. Like, you just you have no idea. Yeah, and don't let Cole be modest. He got a record for third round picks, by the way. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that so, was a, it was a five round. Was it five round draft that year? Yeah, yeah. that was twenty twenty. Still, um, but that, but but that can happen. Like you don't get that label, and which is fine. But that's how the MLB draft works. You have no like it's it's a mess. Yeah, and you got to understand when you talk about teams wanting to save money, high school players usually always cost a little bit more. And the fact of the matter is. He's going to be in that Kyler Murray situation, not the exact same situation because Kyler Murray was going to be the first pick in the NFL draft, but he has options. He can go to Georgia. He can go play college baseball. And so he can ask for a lot of money and it's going to come down to, is somebody going to pay that? And it's just such a deal breaker now in college with NILs for football players like baseball. Like you're not really running into this issue yet with like the amount of money in NIL, but like football Unless you're going like top twenty picks at the baseball draft, you can probably get about that much in college playing college football, big time college football. If you're a big time dude like Deuce Robinson is, so and he knows all this stuff. Like we're sitting here telling y'all, but he knows. So clearly, he just wants some time to think, and there's no rush. He's not early enrolling, so like there's literally no reason to to rush at all. As long as he decides by the summer, you know he's he's gonna he wants the. Like I'm saying, like he doesn't know where he's going to go in the draft either. You have to play your high school season, your senior season. That's when you get scouted the most. So that's when he's going to get scouted. He's probably going to play it out, see how the season goes, get the feedback from him. There's a lot of liars out there, I, I can tell you that. So I have to have, to have a good agent filter that stuff or advisor, no agents in high school. Hmm. Uh, but he's, he's got a spot. He's got a spot. Yeah, no doubt. If, if, no doubt. if, if, he, if he calls Kirby Smart in June and says, hey, I'm coming, he's got a spot. Deuce is going to do what Deuce is going to do. 
And so the, about the Georgia baseball part, obviously they take him if he's a if he's a first round draft grade. But I have seen plenty of guys come to school that are committed to both and never step foot on the baseball field. Terry Godwin, Justin Fields, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but signing day, yeah, signing day. I was about to say signing day has lost its luster a little bit, but it's just, actually it hasn't lost its luster. It's, it's just, just moved, moved to, to earlier in the year, honestly, which early- is a definitely. It's a net positive because the kids can early enroll. They're on campus for spring practice, and it gets it all out of the way. The recruiting process, especially now with NIL, now, that's why you're seeing kids commit so early and not decommitting. Like Georgia will have a lot of its 24 class done by the summer. The kids are committing early. They're, they're done with all this nonsense. Uh, and so they get to sign, get to, get to get to school. But there was something special about February after football season. You're kind of itching for some football news. It's like a month afterwards, and you have that signing day, and it's just awesome. You're just glued, and there's people coming off the boards every 30 seconds. Yeah, it was. I do miss that a little bit. It was yeah. awesome. I used to yeah. I used to skip school to watch uh, to like yeah, watch in high school. Thing. Yeah, yeah, in high school, you're just sitting in those class and you're just refreshing Twitter all day long. It was fun. It was awesome. That was a fun time. Yeah, and uh, those days seem to be behind us because, like I said, kids are committing way earlier for obvious yep. reasons. But it was it was back in the day. The early February signing day used to be awesome. Oh yeah. But now, hey, but Ellis Robinson, number one corner class of 2024. If you like on three, number two prospect. Yeah. We all know who number one is. We're still waiting on that. Um, but, hey, apparently the kid can ball. I'm excited. Uh, just cranking out just so many talented defensive backs. It's so much fun. Incredible. I saw him play live. He's really freaking good. That IMG team is loaded, especially in the 24 class. The running back, I forget what his name is, one of the best high school running backs I've watched Gibson, in person. I think. He's he's the, he's the real freaking deal. So Georgia is loading up on what could be an all-time twenty-four class. All-time. I don't want to look over the twenty-three class because the twenty-three class, you got to think, it doesn't have a highly rated quarterback in it, and it is the number two class in the country, right there behind Bama. Like yeah. it's it's neck and neck. That's impressive. Bama has two quarterbacks in the class, so you, you got to think, take that out, and like we're we're going to bat with them. And Bama's got like an all-time class right now. The 23 class is loaded, especially if Deuce decides he wants to play. I think it'd be six five stars. Yeah, it's that's a that's the class that like it's a good it's a good rebuild for like a lot of guys we've been using losing the last couple of years. Just keep reloading, keep reloading. Uh, but the 24 class is shaping up to be an absolute especially if Dylan Rayola, dude. It's just because the state of Georgia is loaded in yeah, 24. I mean, I mean, Buford has its own team. Buford has his own freaking SEC team. The state of Georgia is always loaded, though. I mean, like, yeah, but this is this is different. Yeah, this I know, but level. like, I feel like Georgia low key gets a little bit disrespected in terms of like high school football talent and how I they compete know. with. I don't know. I feel like people always talk about Texas, California, Florida, but dude, Georgia. I don't. Can... Know. I feel like Georgia's always mentioned, but my bu- my buddy texted uh texted me when Ellis Robinson committed and he's like well you better hope uh you better hope you don't get Dion and I said yeah that pitch ain't gonna hit the same when they go three and nine this year so I'm not that worried about yeah. that dude I, I just I mean four four of the top ten players in the country are from Georgia as well as number twelve um twenty three twenty six. And 30. So the top 30, that's what? Eight guys that are from the state of Georgia? That's like, it's, it's a loaded class. And so this is this is one of those where we kind of throw back to, like, that 17 class 
with Stokes and uh, Andrew Thomas and all those guys where he's locked down the border, you know. Get those in-state guys. Uh, we've, we've gone out of the state a lot lately, and we still will for certain guys. But when you can recruit at home like this, like that's that's what Kirby and the boys are waiting on, and they're going to go full speed ahead. Well, see, and right. that's the thing about Kirby too. Like he, he doesn't just go out and recruit every five-star that he can like get his hands on. He goes for the guys he wants. Like you're gotta be his guy to get recruited at Georgia. Like, yeah, we're at the 20 minute mark. I thought you were so, gonna. Uh, I know. I thought Griff's uh, about to expand some more on that. So oh no, that was time, it. But, yeah, but that, he just wanted to throw that we, in. We promise. Um, we promised the people. Yes. You are right though. 20 minute mark announcement. It's a big one. Baseball season's right around the corner, right? One of the staples, one of the traditions of the UGA campus is the greenhouse in right field. If you went to school at Georgia and you weren't a loser, you probably spent some time (laughs) at the greenhouse during a baseball game Um, at some point. It's just part of it. Like, it's part of the experience. On a Friday night, go to the greenhouse, go downtown. Saturday, wake up from downtown, go straight to the greenhouse. Uh, But we, February 25th, Princeton comes to town. What what is Prince Tigers? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Princeton Tigers come to town for a doubleheader on Saturday. We will have a live show from the greenhouse that Saturday morning. Everyone is welcome out there. It is a public spot. Park, BYOB, bring it on up, and we will be set up there. I don't know what time yet. I don't know for how long, but we will be set up there for a live show before the baseball game on Saturday. And then we will watch the first game. And then for the second game, we will go to Paloma Park. And there will be some event. We don't know what kind of event yet. We're open for um, suggestions, but the leader in the clubhouse is probably a cornhole tournament. So they said they had a three basketball. So if anyone wants, if anyone wants that smoke, uh, Saturday, February twenty fifth. Do not plan anything. We have. You need to be in Athens on February twenty fifth. Come hang out with us. Come watch some baseball. Then let's go have some fun. It's going to be an awesome, awesome day. Be there. That's all I can say. Gonna we're going to have a freaking awesome guests. time. I'm we'll pumped see. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're, yeah I can. It's going to be. It's going to be a crowd based, crowd based show. So everybody's going to be out there. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be like college game day for a uh, for a matchup between yes. an Ivy League and an SEC baseball game. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh man. Well, Saturday doubleheader, baby. A play-by-play, I don't think you want us doing that. <laughs> yeah, you do not, yeah. <laughs> Georgia has the best in the business doing that, so you, uh, well, you're good out there. Boys, we got the Super Bowl set. I'm going to go ahead and say these playoffs have been really boring. The end of the Chiefs game was – the Chiefs-Bengals game was okay, but it was a lot of like – like I feel like the bad calls were taking me out of it at times. That, that Eagles 49ers game, Cole, you said it best. Like that's a game you're just going to forget even happened like two years I don't ago. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's the worst game ever. We'll do our Super Bowl predictions next week, but uh, early early predictions. I got the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I I uh, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm going to wait day of. I'm going to wake up, and there's going to be one team that comes into my mind, and that's who I'm going to go with. I think this is a pretty even one. I also already put twenty bucks on on tails for the coin toss. So well, of course you <laughs> have to. Yeah. That's the yeah. funnest part of the Super Bowl is dumb stuff like that. Screw the game at this point. Oh, good. So, my buddy, my buddy. I got a hot tip. I got a hot tip for everybody in chat and everybody here. here. Oh. Um, take the over on the Chris Stapleton national anthem. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I'll take it. I'm going to do a thing. 
<laughs> That's good stuff. Heck yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm doing all my uh, I'm I'm getting real greasy trying to figure out these Gatorade colors too. I'm exhausting all connections, <laughs> all options. I'm gonna figure out what color both sides Gatorades are gonna be, and we're gonna we're gonna have a Gatorade. <laughs> so. Heck yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's what I'm most excited about. We, we'll talk about that mostly next week. We'll we'll go when the props are released. We'll really we'll really dive into Super Bowl props and get you. you might get Biggie back in up. here. Yeah. yeah, but there's one thing I do want to talk about. Uh, number one, going back to Georgia. Todd Monken's situation obviously still fluid. We talked a lot about that last week. I, I mentioned that I thought the Chargers was the big threat. That job has been filled. There's not many OC jobs left. And he interviewed with the Ravens and the Bucks. Right, the Ravens and the Bucks. Neither of those jobs scare me right now. Like if it was set in stone that Lamar was staying, maybe. That doesn't really seem like the offense that he wants to coach all that much. But no. maybe. I don't know. The Bucks don't scare me at all. I'm just going to be honest. I, I, I don't think he's going to Tampa. Coach Kyle so, <laughs> my question is, how much would that affect Rayola? Because I feel like it'd be a lot. Personally. Yeah, I do too. Because I, I, I he's already, I would think it would affect it some, but I, re- I just, I honestly don't know. Like he obviously likes Tom Hawkins, but I don't know how much. Like I think it would depend on the next guy too, because I'm sure Todd Monken's not the only guy who talks to him. Like I'm sure he likes other guys. No, but he'd be coming to run Todd Monken's offense. Yeah, true, true. But I I don't think. I mean, hopefully we wouldn't move that far away from Todd Monken's offense. You know, just in general. But we try not to. But we saw how Bama tried to do that with Sarkeesian. Yeah, not the same. My my whole thing is when you are already, let's say, I don't know the kid. I never talked to him. Let's say the kid split fifty fifty right now. Yep. Family at Nebraska, dad's a Nebraska legend. Something like Monk and Leaving feels like where you can just be like, okay, now my decision's been made. But exactly. I don't know. Me too. I don't know. That's exactly where I'm at. Like, if, if it's coming down to the wire, unless it's just like he's all in on Georgia, then if it's if there's any question at all, the OC who is highly responsible for us winning two back-to-back national championships leaves, that that would scare me off. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. So, I, I I want him bad. I, I think he's going to be an absolute stud. Yeah, uh, and I really hope that Monken stays number one for the for this team this year because I think we can win another national championship. I really do, especially if Monken stays. If Monken leaves, like it'd be so tough. New quarterback, uh, a lot of offensive line need to be replaced. Like it it would be tough. I'd be a little nervous about the offense if if Todd Monken leaves. I don't. Know I, know people, could, I, I know people. I know a lot of people. Could have a bad taste in their mouth with Mike Bobo, but I think that's a bit of an overreaction too. He's a lot different than he was when he was how, here. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Number yeah. one, how – like, I understand that there was some, like, you can call back to, like, Todd Gurley not getting the ball on the goal line and stuff like that. But I don't understand how people just sit there and trash Bobo when, before Todd Monken came, his numbers at Georgia as an OC were better than – anybody else's ever he put he up, also he called listen, the first two touchdown plays in the national championship by the way those were his calls he put up 40 points a game with hudson mason playing quarterback okay i mean i got i gotta get the beef but like guys we weren't losing because of mike bobo no we were losing because no grantham <laughs> yeah often <laughs> Often, and that's a great segue. Into go, to Bama, go to Bama. Go to Bama. Go to Bama. Point, Griff. Bama is trying to replace some coordinators right now. They've already been turned down by the Washington OC. 
Um, Bama fans thought they were getting Cliff Kingsbury. Well, he's on an island somewhere with a one-way ticket. He ain't coming back anytime soon. That's that's not even a joke. And now they're going after Tommy Reese, who I've, <laughs> I've seen everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, Tom when, I Reese, saw, yes. when I saw Todd Grantham, though, as like a possible candidate, I was like, oh, man, these dudes are in trouble. <laughs> Guys, if, if I, I tweeted it out the other day, I got on the account. If if Nick Saban wants to prove that he is the best coach ever, he will hire Joe Cox as offensive coordinator and he will hire Todd Grantham as defensive coordinator and he'll go win a championship. And you won't hear me ever say a bad thing about Saban for the rest of my life. You won't hear me question one word that comes out of his mouth. He could tell me that the sun rises in the north. And I'll be like, you know what? He won a national championship with Todd Grantham and Joe Cox. He's right. Like <laughs> anything that guy said would be gospel. So if he wants to do that, go ahead. I, I would love it. it. <laughs> if they hire Todd Grantham, guys, I, <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. One of my good friends, um, he played at Bama, and he talks about how much he loved Pete Golding, and all the players loved Pete Golding, and none of yeah. the fans liked him. But now yeah. you're in a real He was real a great Nebraska. player's coach, great recruiter. Like he did Now you're in a big, the grass ain't always greener situation. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Same with Bill O'Brien, dude. Like, Bill, for some reason, Bama fans pinned this last year on Bill O'Brien. Not the fact that they had a, a not very good O-line. Not the fact that their receivers were not very good. But Bill O'Brien. It was Bill O'Brien's fault. And now you have guys turning down that job. You have a Washington guy staying at Washington. And then I love I love the coping that Bama fans did on Twitter. Oh, well, you know Saban just told him to go back to Washington. Yeah, he flew him down there and had an interview if you get an interview, guys, in college, you're getting offered probably. If they're flying you down, you're the first guy they've interviewed, you're probably getting a freaking offer. And so now they want Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese. Remember when they thought like, they were I, get I don't know Schumann. what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they thought Schumann. They, yeah, Schumann and Cliff Kingsbury. That was their that was their next season going into the And league. now we're landing on Todd Grantham and Tommy Reese. <laughs> I mean, unbiased. My whole thing with Schumann was always that unbiased. I swear, I swear, unbiased. My whole thing was with Schumann is you're in a better spot at Georgia and you have a real shot at a head coaching job. In the I not can't so claim unbiased for anything, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, no, it's and, and anyone looking from the outside in would agree. And it, and if you disagree, just look at Dan Lanning. Like, you're going to get a head coaching job. And in, and you're going to get to pick where you go. And in the meantime, you get to coach under Kirby Smart and get a lot of credit for the defense that he that you're running his defense. Everybody knows that, but you get a lot of credit for that. And he's learning a lot too. And now you see Dan Lanning like Oregon's defense was putrid this year. They're going to vastly improve next year. Wait till he gets his guys. Like, and we're not going to see it. And listen, I, I can't speak for the whole fan base. But if Oregon is like a national contender, I'm not going to sit up here and say, oh, well, they're built by Georgia. They like, there's Georgia's blueprint. Obviously, like, I don't understand why Bama fans think that is such like a dig at us. Like, oh, well, Saban's copy or Kirby's copying Saban. It's the insecurity. Yeah. It's, you're right. 
I mean, they're so insecure about the fact that we're really, really good right now. And we're ahead of them. We're just ahead of them right now. And they need to claim it. They need to somehow – they claim everything they can already. They've got 25 national championships. You know, half of them are shared with five other schools. But, you know, it's what, – what is, what is said blueprint? Is, is the blueprint in question getting good players? Yeah, uh, get it, getting and developing good players. That's the blueprint. Even though Kirby created this defense and, like, genuinely, y'all, y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. Am I supposed to be offended by that statement? Oh, y'all copying that Bama's blueprint of winning national championships? Yeah. Like, dude, if I start a business and some dude down the road, I, I, he works for me for, for two years, and then he goes right across the street, starts the same exact business, does exactly what I do, is just better at it, how does that benefit me at all? <laughs> I'm out of business. Kirby's Sweet. across the street getting all the customers, and Saban's running out of business. It's like, uh, for example, example here. HBO Max. <laughs> they took what Netflix did <laughs> and they did it better and now they're running Netflix out of business. I mean <laughs> oh, I'd love for a Netflix employee to come on this freaking show. Yeah, I, I would undress him. I would freaking just dominate his ass. They'd have a pl- they'd have a press release that they're changing their minds by the morning. There's <laughs> there's there's just no way this is better for their business model. I'm sorry we're talking about this again. There's no way this is helpful for them. I mean, there's no way. No chance. No family's going to pay $60 a month for just each of – like, you know, families share this stuff. Like, even when I'm 30, I'll probably still share Netflix with my parents if I can. (laughs) No doubt. I mean, that's just a a good option. I mean, that's just a a good financial decision. (laughs) While we're we're talking about – we're sort of on the topic of blueprints and such like that. So I, I floated this on Twitter the other day, and people were really annoying me in the replies, which, you know, must be a day that ends in Y. I said, um, I, said uh, I would love to bring Joe Brady in for some type of role. And apparently I made a typo or something because everybody in the comments uh, thought that I said we should name him athletic director, head coach, uh, king of Athens, <laughs> uh, governor of Georgia. No, I said some type of role. I, like, sit up in the booth, and they were like, well, he's never called plays. I didn't say he was going to call plays, like – <laughs> I'd love to have Joe Brady in the building. I mean, he only engineered the greatest offense in college football history. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, there's something about hires where people just like, it's like, it's like, well, we got Will Muschamp. All of a sudden, people are like, well, he's, he's failed. Like, failed at what, dude? As a head coach? Have you seen his track record as DC? He's got three national like, championships. Like, what? How? Because someone is bad as a head coach, like I see some people talking about, like, if Bama hires Pruitt, like, I'm going to laugh, blah, blah. Pruitt's a good defensive coordinator. Like, he, he always has been. Yeah, so that would be a fantastic hire for Bama. You won't hear any jokes from me. I'll be like, dang, I wish they would have got him. Like, Jeremy Pruitt has always been a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, he wasn't 100%. a good head coach at all. But how does that affect his, like, I don't, I've never understood that correlation. That's, that's like the dumbest thing ever. So, I don't get it either. Yeah, the hires bring the best out of people for sure. This is one of my favorite times of the year, no doubt about it. 100%. Like college football, this is peak like college football fandom is this time, like January, this is ten- February, yeah. March. This is Tennessee's favorite time of the year too because, you know, oh, it's, it's, al- their- it's, almost, it's almost their favorite season next season. Every <laughs> It's almost there, – there's a Tennessee fan, like we'll have to like draw out the full arc of what they go through. But I feel like their prime time is summer. 
when they've had enough time to forget about last year of what really, really happened, all they remember is the good stuff. And they're like, oh, dude, I mean, we did beat Kentucky pretty freaking bad last year. Oh, we did walk into LSU and dominate that game. And somebody's like, what about South Carolina? They're like, nah. Really, that, that game didn't point. matter because we're, we're yeah, fighting Hendon, over NIL. Hendon Hooker got hurt with two minutes left. He probably would have made a <laughs> comeback if he wouldn't have got hurt. And then they start – yeah, they start getting them freaking poolside Miller Lights in them, and they're ready to freaking go throw whatever money they have under their mattress on the Vols winning the SEC East. I mean, I'll tell you what. By summer, some of them will probably convince themselves that they actually did beat Georgia last season. They will. Like, that I mean, well, they, like, they did that. <laughs> they did that ten minutes after the game was over. I <laughs> mean, like people will be like, "Well, what about the Georgia game, y'all didn't really compete with them at all." They're like, "Oh no, no, we won that game. We did. We won." <laughs> Dude, the one guy in our replies, I can't remember exactly what his words were, but he was like, "We came real close to that being a one-score game," and I was just, "Yeah, <laughs> put that in my veins. We come real, real close, close to it being yeah. a one-score game. Being a one-score. I saw that too the other day. I was like, what? You were the number Who one team this? in the country. Don't you think it should have been a one-score game already, guys? We we were close to making it a one-score game. So <laughs> you lost by two scores. I just do. I think it, I do think it's very funny, and I can take a large two scores too because like, they keep know, saying like, it. It's the self-proclaimed everything school that had one decent season of football for the first time in a decade and has never made a Final Four and has never made it to Omaha. But they are an everything school. And that's nuts. We're a poverty basketball program. Like, honestly. No longer poverty. Well, no longer poverty. Were. But we, we, we were poverty. We've made a Final Four before. <laughs> they're they're considered themselves a basketball school, and you've never yeah. made a Final Four. They don't make past second round most of the time. Now, I mean, they this, get beat. By, they it. got beat by Little oh. Chicago a couple years ago. This is going. Who did they get beat they... by this year? Hold on, real quick. Ron or Wet, Rhett Womack says, "I don't think Monk is leaving, but if he did, Buster comes back. That, that would, would be, be like it would be one of the funniest things that's ever happened in, in college football. Is if." <laughs> Buster Faulkner is the OC across the street and then comes right back. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he would, too. I don't know if Kirby would do it. But I don't know would. why. You, I don't I don't know. I really don't know how that situation would go. But, that would just be such a kick in the nuts to Georgia Tech. Oh, it'd just be, it'd be so be funny. Scumbag. And if you think about it as Buster, like, they would, Georgia Tech would be so mad. But you think about it as Buster, like, you have a way better chance of becoming a head coach. Your job yeah, is like, way easier. You got to look out for yourself. Georgia Those, Tech fans are mad at you. <laughs> 25 Georgia Tech fans and Brent Key. Who cares? Oh my gosh. Brent I Key's a it. fake tough guy. I decided that after the Georgia Tech <laughs> game this year. He's yeah. a fake tough guy. You gotta find a way to hate him. Uh, he's fake. He's a fake tough guy. At first, I was like, you know what? Yeah, he showed some heart, like good hire for them. And then he came out in that press conference and said, oh, we want to beat the team in front of us, that other team in the state. You're a fake tough guy. You're a freaking fake tough guy. All right. You're you're like the complete agree. opposite of Geoff Collins. Geoff, <laughs> he's just goofy. <laughs> he he's goofy. Geoff. He's on this side, and then you're fake tough guy on this side. <laughs> uh, the word scumbag was the word scumbag well, we was mentioned. We basketball. In that, well, we can end with basketball. Let's do scumbag right, real quick. Um, new segment: the scumbag meter. The scumbag meter goes like this. You have a scale of 0 to 10, and we will be, obviously, the judges of this. 
We have asked for college stories, any and all college stories. And we're at the end of this segment, whenever that is, I don't know when that'll be. It might be a fan favorite. We might do it forever. But at some point during the year, we will give out an award. We will keep up with our score. Griffin will keep up with the scores. The highest, a 10 is the ultimate scumbag. If you're, if you're in this story and you are an ultimate scumbag, we will grade the story. You're a, scum, you're a 10. You're a scumbag. The highest scumbag will get an award at the end of the year. Also, the lowest end is a zero. The closest to zero is a nice guy. The nice, nice guy will also get an award. The nice guy award and the ultimate scumbag. We're giving out two <laughs> the awards <ultimate> eventually. Scumbag. <laughs> so, we have a few stories, and I, we haven't really read them. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've scanned them. I haven't really read them, so you're going to get our reactions on here live. Yeah, we had to skim them a little bit just to make sure it's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So here's our first story of the scumbag meter. Here it is. So I had a few online summer classes leading into the fall of 21. And a few days into class, I realized that a football player was in my class. This class he named the football player. Was... We are not going to name him. <laughs> no, yeah. The, this <laughs> Yeah. Unbelievable. This class had a portion that was group lab work. So I hit him up on the group to see if he wanted to be partners, which he said yes to. Well, needless to say, he wasn't a lot of help. But first off, why is that needless to say? Why would you volunteer? <laughs> if you knew what you were doing. <laughs> no, actually, why is that needless to say? There have been a lot of smart guys that play football. Nicobe Dean was actually a genius. I, I would love to know how that is needless to say. Anyway, um, <laughs> He wasn't a lot of help because he was dealing with the new NIL stuff and his football responsibilities. Long story short, the man gave me his login to the website we had to take our test on, and I took every test, did every lab, and gave him the homework answers the entire semester. He did take me out to eat and got me some gear and tickets to a game in 2021. So I'm not complaining. All right, a lot to unravel here. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot to unravel. Um, I, I think I think this guy's doing. A, I think he's doing a public service. You he, know, he he definitely is. Let's start. He is. He's doing a public service. He's also bending over a little bit. Uh, okay, and let's also think about the. <laughs> let's, let's, think about, let's think about the intent of this too. You know, a little bit scumbaggish to name the player and also That's call true. him out. Needless to say, a, a tiny <laughs> bit. Okay, like I I love the fact okay that you okay help him, but. <laughs> True. That is factored in. How you tell the story and the story is all factored into the grade. Um, and also, it doesn't, this doesn't have to be from Georgia. Like, this guy may or may not be from Georgia. Like, it's just that's just part of I'd any college stories will do. Yeah. We had an LSU guy. Know. I don't know if that was his story, but we did have an LSU yeah. guy. Submit. You don't know, Griff. You don't know. Um, I mean, if you we do know, but we don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> it could or could not be from Georgia. And that's that's the stories we want. Scumbag, I don't think he's, there's much scumbag there. Griffin said some stuff um, that could be considered scumbag. I, I think it's a little bit soft to just bend over for an athlete right, like that. Fair um, enough. So I'm going to bump him off the nice guy a little bit and put him about, I think, 3.9 for this guy. I was going to say 4.1, so I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay, Griff, what do you got? What does yeah. average them all out? Yeah, uh, I was going to go, honestly, I was thinking more along the lines of like a five. 
just just because okay. of the stuff, you know, okay. the intent of it all, and also. So we'll, we'll give him a, we'll give him a four point four four point four group answer. Our first ruling. We appreciate the story. It was quite funny. Um, the needless to say is, is an all timer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, anonymous source. Yeah. Jake, I think you had one. Uh, also, yes. honestly, in these uh, things, they can be anonymous, but also we we need to put that out. Honestly, if you would like to, your name to be included. Oh, have I, I said that? Yeah. Said oh, that. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. No so, uh, uh, this one's a little concerning because it is from somebody I know. Um, you can take that for what it's worth. <laughs> so one night we were all downtown. We decided to go over to Tropical Bar. If you're not familiar with Tropical Bar, it is a dance club that plays Latin American music, and it is overall usually pretty quiet. Sounds like a mildly loud. It's it's not quiet, by the way. It is extremely loud in there. I think he means like there's not a lot of people there. So I'm so I'm standing with my buddy, and all of a sudden, a girl that is at least twice his size in parentheses, he's about six one, comes over and grabs him by the collar. She says, she says. This is a dance club. <laughs> you got to dance or you got to get out. In response, my friend decides he is going to pretend to be deaf. He immediately starts oh, making up no. fake sign language. And this girl, this girl is clearly confused by what's going on. So at this point, he's sitting there and signing to all of us. And we all have to play along with the fact that he is actually deaf. <laughs> because this girl would not leave him alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> is that the story yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah that's that's early contention for majors comeback <laughs> you know oh, she walked my... out of that too and she was like she was like oh my god like i'm a terrible person or maybe she didn't remember it who knows but like <laughs> oh my god i just know yeah. i feel terrible <laughs> hey i guess you got to do what you got to do sometimes I've seen a story yeah. on TikTok like that before. Is is somebody like uh, she was like she said she was wearing like some uh, I think it was like Rolling Stones or something shirt, and somebody came up and asked her like, "Oh, what's your favorite song or something?" And she just liked the shirt or whatever she said, and so she was like, "I just did this," <laughs> and they were like, Could "Oh, sorry." <laughs> I'd, I'd love to know if it worked or not. I'd have to say it did. Like, what what do you do if you're in that situation? If you're the girl. Like, you're like, no one would ever fake being deaf, right? She probably just walked, yeah, she probably just walked away. It probably worked. The worst case scenario for that is you, you they know sign language. And yeah, that was my thought. That was my thought. <laughs> you're boned. <laughs> I think you just got to leave at that point. <laughs> you would get the point faster, though, no doubt. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Somebody starts fake sign language, and you're like, okay. Yeah, you should probably take a hand at that point. No I mean, doubt. I feel like it's pretty easy to tell someone that you're dead. You're just like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like they kind of get it, you know? Listen, I, I'm going to make the executive decision here and throw an 8-4 on this one. 8-4? Eight, 8-4. Four? Four. I'm going to go 8-1. Go okay. I'll go – I'm going to go 7-5 seven, seven, just because – here's my reasoning. Griffin is throwing outlier scores out there. No, 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 no. Just it's not an outlier. It's close. That's fine, though. That, that's your score. No, listen. I, I, I think that it's a little less scumbaggish because the girl was being 
kind of a sounds like she was physically aggressive. Yeah, I won't use I won't, <laughs> I won't use a word that I would like to use for this, but um, yeah. So like, I think it's a little less scumbaggy just because you know it's in response to some bad behavior. Yeah, fair enough. That's I true. think it's fair enough. That's fair. We'll a, so we'll, give a smooth eight. What's the, what's the group score? Probably a little lower. Seven. What seven nine? What'd you say? Seven, seven five, five and eight I said four. Seven, yeah, five. seven nine. Well, I was yeah. at eight one, so we could throw it at eight. Yeah, we'll throw it at eight, okay. eight, eight. Eight, right? Eight on the dot. Um, yep. Last story sent to us via email. This email doesn't get used a lot. Hopefully, it starts getting used more. Yeah, oh, we got another this one. Is, we'll save that one great. for next. Oh, we got another we'll one. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll save that one for next week though. But we appreciate it. Um, here we go. In 2018, I became an equipment manager for UGA football. I mostly worked with the D-line, but occasionally worked with the O-line as well. When we had one-on-one drills, long story short, one of the backup centers at the time, I wish I could remember who it was, was getting shotgun snaps with Dewan Mathis. What a throwback. What a throwback. Uh, about the time <laughs> the big hall, Sam Pittman, walked over. The dude hit Mathis in the shin with a snap. I will forever remember the following interaction. In quotes, Son, there is no way in hell you plan on getting in front of 92,000 fans with those booty-ass snaps. <laughs> for, the love of, for the love of God, just turn around and throw it to him. Seriously, coach? I mean it. Pick up the ball, turn around, and throw it to him. The guy proceeds to throw an errant pass to which Pittman says, Good Lord, you're going to drive me to drink. Thank God we didn't recruit you to play QB. Now turn your ass back around, snap the ball, and get it off the effing ground this time. <laughs> I can't give... the port. Hold on, it's not. Over. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Is that a quotes? I kid you not. The poor dude turns around, snaps it over Mathis's <laughs> head, and into one of those large round trash cans. Pittman, in quotes. That's about right. Then just turns around and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That is that's that awesome. is a good one. I mean, I, like, I, I, this isn't a scumbag. That's great coaching. No, right? Yeah, <laughs> this one's this one's hard to grade. Um, that kid grew this up to dude appreciate his story though. The dude snapping the ball sounds like he was domed up. <laughs> no domed doubt. Up. No doubt. And Sam Pittman would be kind of an intimidating guy because he's like your buddy. You know, and he's recruiting you like he's just like, yeah, hey, what's going on? Like just the best dude ever. <laughs> and then you get on the field and he starts reaming you like this. Like, yeah, you're gonna be locked up a little bit. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to grade this, but I'd like to put myself in Dwan Mathis' shoes. Probably pretty funny. Probably a funny interaction here. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's until you remember, like, I'm, I'm like, what year did he say, 2018? So, yeah, I'm the backup quarterback, and if I go in the game, this guy's probably going to be snapping the ball. That could be an issue. We, we just got a DM back from the, the guy who told us the first story. He, he, he gave a little more context. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. Ludwig, he said, to give a little context and maybe defend myself a little, <laughs> you did promise all that stuff beforehand, <laughs> so I wasn't doing it for nothing, and I took his test to first practice for my own. Okay, that's all a right. little I freaking more love it. Uh, that is. Put a little score adjustment on there. Put a little score adjustment on there. Yeah, that's true. You get Okay, yeah, you get up so a little So you are getting stuff in return up front. That does help your cause, no doubt about it. And um, the fact that he was using it I love I love the live this. DM. The live DM is elite. Oh, that's a legend. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a legend. A I love that he's, he's watching the show. Let's go. Here's the what question. Here's the question, mystery man. Would you prefer your score raised or lowered? Are you trying to get the nice guy or the scumbag? 
Yeah, let's, true. Let's see if let's see if he fires back. Let's yeah, do basketball back, real quick. Back, we'll see yeah, if he fires back. We'll talk about it for a second. We'll talk about it for a second. So we gave him what? A four four? Uh, Something like that. Four four, yeah, yeah. yeah four, four. four four. Four four. Um, like you said, Griff, a little more scumbag that he said that I took his test first to practice for my own. That <laughs> is scumbag. I That's respect you, though. I respect you. No, 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 no. One hundred percent respect. Like college, you gotta survive, man. It's and, all about surviving. And they're both absolutely better off by this, I think. You know, I think yeah. they're both better off in this situation. So honestly, well, the BGT good business podcast story. just made a good point. This segment should have a subtitle. Context matters. I like that's that. why we got people firing the. DM I like that. I like that. The live yeah, DM yeah. is unbelievable. So here's the yeah. question: Live DM. He hasn't responded yet. He might be thinking what he'd rather have. What he might let's, have let's, shot let's grade I don't think he's. Yeah, Pitt, like I don't know how to grade that. Like, who we grade in that Pittman story? I guess that we got to grade the person. I guess the, like the, the person character. The person so snapping the ball. No, I think the person snapping the ball. Or well, well he's just trying to do his job. I mean, it's come back. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, we'll Pittman, Pittman would be like a zero. We'll Pittman. We'll Pittman. Yeah, Pittman. Pitt, yeah. For Pittman. I'm going. I'm going like a one three. Oh, nice guy. You think he's being a nice guy? I don't know. He made the guy turn around and throw the ball. Yeah, he's not being just a good nice. coaching. It's I'll a masculine. I'll go right. four one. Yeah, I'd probably go a little bit higher, but that's that's the job title though. I'll so go about three eight. Three eight. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I'd give it a five. I think it's somewhere in the middle. We go like high uh, fours, like four, five, yeah. four, six. We we'll give it a four eight. Sam Pittman, welcome to the, welcome to the scumbag meter. <laughs> so we'll, we'll leave, we'll <laughs> that was a that was a great story, by the way. What's the verdict? It was an awesome one? story. Four, four eight. Four eight. Okay. Four, eight. I like that. All right. That was a, that so was a great story. This guy hasn't responded, but I don't think he's going to make. He's not going to be the nicest guy or the scumbiest back here. So we just have to agree this for what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm gonna bump it up two points for taking his saying for admitting that he took his test first to practice. So that automatically makes him a six four now. But he promised to do all that stuff beforehand, and he did take the test, guys. We got to remember that he did do all this. Yeah, he did do it for him and the lab said, too. Said player. Oh, and there's a lab. I forgot lab. So I'm gonna bump it down a point. I'm at a five four. I think now. Okay, I think I'm gonna. I'll I'll go um a little higher. I'll go five nine, just because <laughs> of the the intent is still there a little bit with the first one. The needless to stay comment. It's it's hard. It's hard to come back from that. The needless to say. <laughs> it's <laughs> so hard to come back. <laughs> um, You're right. He said a six. It says a six. Okay, uh, I agree with six. This is a six. He's committing NCAA violations. He's, <laughs> he's taking <laughs> academic dishonesty. He's taking tests first to practice. This has um, got to be the OSU guy. It has to be. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. This, he's from Ohio State. He's, he's taking tests for Keyshawn Butte. Yeah. Uh, so he's actually not. I'm kidding. It's not Keyshawn Butte. Yeah, yeah, we're. We know. I, don't I, gotta, line, I don't think the timeline even matches up. No, on it that. doesn't work. It doesn't work. They said six. the name on I, it. I'm locking in a six. All right, all right that's fine with me. I'll stick with six. Yeah, that's that's good. Cool. With me. I have five, nine, really Congrats! Six. Hey, let's give a round, live round of applause. Hey, those are great movie. stories. Those are great stories. He, he all of those were up one point six. We need more. The live DM was electric as well. Electric. And, uh, it just 
electric. Uh oh. Uh oh. Do we have what a response? Oh, we have another story, but we'll save that. Yeah, we need we need a couple for next week. This uh, oh, we got a, we got a oh, preview. Hold on, we got a preview. Preview better, for next week. He says this is better than a Pittman one. He's got a Brenton Cox and a Cade Mays one. Oh, oh my! Yeah, y'all next week here, y'all better, better be here, be here, here for, for the scumbag meter. The do we want to name it? Context matters. I kind of like that. The scumbag meter. Too. Semicolon context matters. I like it. All right. Shout out DJ. Oh my Yvonne. goodness. That was, fun. <laughs> Listen, that was great. We don't have time to do basketball, unfortunately. As much as I want to talk about basketball and what happened last game and how fun it was to watch. The last game. Here's what you got to know about basketball. Here's what I, I don't know. I'm, I'm being sarcastic, Griff. Oh. Here's what you got to know about basketball, folks. There's a lot, there's a lot that has to change in that program. And there's some guys there that are changing the culture. Terry Roberts is a guy changing the culture. Moncrief has, is, brings a ton of energy. He's tough. Cario's tough. Like, there's some toughness in the group. And they're going to have some growing pains. This is a group that won one SEC game last year. Like, y'all, y'all can't let that context. It does matter. Like, yeah. we've already won four. And we have some winnable games ahead. We were never going into Auburn and winning. So, the school really doesn't matter. Uh, what we have to do is see improvement from from players. I've seen a ton of improvement from Moncrief, which is awesome to see because he's the guy who's probably gonna be back next year. I don't. Ha, can Cario come back? Probably. Uh, I sure. think so. I'm pretty I don't, sure. I don't know. He's probably got a COVID. He's probably got a COVID year. I don't know he if was, Harry has any. I want to say Cario was a sophomore last year for some reason. Okay. Am I wrong so, on that? Listen, we're looking for growth this year. This year was all about growth, and yeah, we were very giddy when we were winning. Cario's a junior. And like I always said, or like I said on Twitter yesterday, the verdict was going to get out at some point. Terry is the only real elite playmaker that we have right now. Yeah. And there's some guys that eventually are going to be capable of making plays. But Terry right now off the dribble in terms of creating his own shot, getting other guys involved, attacking the rim, making the right pass, he's our guy. So right now teams are shutting him down. We're going to need someone to step up. And it could be a net positive for us in the long run if we can develop some more playmakers going into next year. I've seen – I will say I have seen – it feels like some people have stepped up at times this year. Like I feel like Braylon Bridges has stepped up a lot. Yeah. I feel like Moncrief has stepped up a lot. Mardez McBride honestly has stepped up a lot. He's been He's shooting really well He's lately. He's been shooting really well. Hey, the problem Raheem. Has been, Raheem yeah, has Ra- been filling it no, up. Raheem, Raheem is He's awesome. a sharpshooter. Yeah, He's a sharp Raheem shooter. has stepped up. He's been consistent. But my point was going to be, I feel like not everyone has kind of stepped up at the same time, and it's been kind right. of like spotty. Yeah. And so I think that's where it comes from and the inconsistency. But when they all step up at the right time, then we're going to be a good basketball team, and that's what I'm waiting and on. And listen, guys, like a coach coming in for his first year, like that is extremely hard to get like completely rid the guys – of what they were running before, like all the systems they were running before, and implement your system, your ideas, your philosophies, everything about that. Like that takes time. That's going to take time, even in the era of the transfer portal. Like that takes a lot of time to do. And he's building from the ground up. So we all just need to pledge to be There's no reason to judge this year. If you want to start your judgments next year, you can. Like I still think it's hard to do, but – all I'm asking for is for the fan base to be patient with Mike White and be patient with this team 
because they are learning a whole new system. So, yeah, my only thing I wanted to talk about with basketball, I was at the South Carolina game. Electric. Gigi Jackson's a monster, too, by the way. Kid is so good. Stop showing up to the games to get the free promos and leaving. You have yeah, nothing no, better that. to do. Go sit in the stands. If you're going to go get a free jersey, why are you wearing a Georgia basketball jersey if you're not going to watch? Like, you obviously don't like the team. Like, dude, yeah, it's sick. It looks cool, bro. Like, I want to wear it to the frat house. Go watch the game. Here's, that game was sick. We went to overtime and we won. Here's my question. What would make the game fun? Is if the student body made it fun, right? Yeah. That That is that is it. You so control that. Go downtown, you, get loosened up a little bit, and get your butt in the stands and throw a party in there. Like, that should be a party room in the stake when they when back. It's a Saturday. It's a I saw Saturday. some mid I saw some mid major. Um I saw some I forget what game it was. Dang it. But they had Utah guys State was lit last night. In the front row, no shirts on, and they were doing like a freaking wave line in front of the like like belly dancing in front of the opponent's goal during free throws. It was absolutely hilarious. I was sitting here dying laughing watching it. Like Go throw a freaking party in the steg. Saturday night, 8.30, Texas A&M's rolling into town. That's plenty of time to get loose, get rowdy, get in there, and get loud. Be Do we loud need it possible. for this one, too? Yeah, this would be a huge win. This is a like game huge- that, This is a game at home versus a team that's pretty good. They're, they've been playing really, really well lately, but it's a team that I think we can beat at home, okay? And, I mean, so just be – just go – have fun with it. It's free. Crazy. Like, we went through a period of games where we, well, it's been tough games at Tennessee, at Auburn. Not many people win those games. At Kentucky. I mean, right. And so people have kind of given up on the team while they're only, you know, they're, they're destined for the NIT, which, number one, that was probably the ceiling coming into the year. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that we're still in the tournament. If you get hot this last month and then go in the SC tournament and win a few games, like, we're going to be on the bubble. Like this, these are the games that are going to do it though, because Texas A&M is at least a quad two win, could be a quad one win. So you have A&M, you have a game against Florida at home that you could win. That they might be ranked by that point. Um, we took them to the wire on the road. You have another South Carolina game coming up. That's the um, last game of the year at South Carolina. You have Ole Miss at home, right? Yep. I think it's yeah, Ole Miss yeah. at home. Yeah, yeah we yeah. have Ole Miss at home. Yeah. Winnable, um, easy. And then if you can snake one of these road wins, like LSU at home, guys, there's five games on that schedule right there that we could win. And if we win all those games, that's what, 19 wins? And we go we go to Bama and to Arkansas. If you – Arkansas is an unbelievable chance. If you sneak – I mean, Bama is really, really good, obviously. They're, but they're a different level. I mean, yeah. we're, I mean, obviously that game is not – I'm not going to be level. going into it being like, you know – but well, anything Griffin, can, well, absolutely. I will you probably. Will. I'll bet you on them. But I mean, you can't. I mean, <laughs> no, anything can happen in college basketball, guys. Like it's a crazy sport, exactly. and so like if it's they, all about getting hot at the right time. If they sneak out one of those games, that's a big time win, like a season changing win, like shoot you up the net rankings win, like yeah. So still a chance. Agreed. Agreed. Like don't give up on the team yet. It's it's not time to give up on the team. I don't know why you would. We're literally middle of the pack SEC, which is all we asked for coming into the year. We're and we're picked to finish second and, last. So. Right, I said we'd be no worse four, than four and five. I'm gonna have to juice that yeah. at the end of the year if we have a strong finish. I said no worse than set. Yeah. So listen, 
Go, like, I want, I'm calling everybody right now, go throw a party in the Stag, 8.30 Saturday night. I know you ain't Please. doing nothing else. You can go, after, it takes, the games are an hour and a half long, two hours long. They're really we'll short. Be there by They're 10, really 10.30. Then you can go do whatever you want to do. But that's, like, the best place to get and the party started. And they sell alcohol. Go do it. Yeah, they do. They sell alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, what are you, like, what else are you going to do on Saturday? It's Let's so fun. That. Just we've hit, on, we've hit on enough. Boom. We've hit on enough. Yeah. Like that, you get the point. Let's go. But let's make the stag a raucous environment because that would be the most fun. Yeah. Guys, thanks for listening. That was an awesome show. Had a lot of fun. Um, those stories were hilarious. Yeah, those are awesome. Big Good week more. for Georgia, as always. Um, obviously, more recruiting stuff. Todd Monk, and hopefully, we have an answer by next uh, show. I would say we would probably. So, be following us on Twitter. Be following us on TikTok. And uh, y'all have a good week. Go dogs.